Nerd News Now. It's Nerd News Now! With just the two of us. Just the two of us. We're going to get copyright infringement because we're such good singers. <laughs> we are not good singers. What are you talking about? You might be a good singer. I'm a tolerable singer. That's fair. Depends on what it is. I'm only a tolerable singer, too. Which is to say most people don't tolerate it when I sing. hey oh. Hey. I am really, really great in my truck by myself. It's just I, like that superhero that is is invisible, but only if no one's looking at them. I've been on occasion sitting in with a Celtic rock band here in town, uh, which is super fun. But I come in here on Monday nights and, you know, until the schedule changed a couple weeks ago, I would have a couple of hours kind of here by myself, just kind of waiting for your show to end and tying up loose ends and, you know, we're waiting on things to render or whatever. And so I could go through the set list for the weeks that I was playing mm-hmm. and sing through those. So I'm the world's greatest Eng- or Irish singer in this empty room with no windows by myself. <laughs> then I go out and I have to be covered by this band with like loud guitars and stuff to make it tolerable. I thought you had a, a window in your room. Is that the other one? That's the other one. Ah. I moved into the windowless room for more light control. Okay, so you don't have to worry about anything but your your lights that you've got played. Correct. Yeah, it's not bad. Uh, it's if if a fire happens, I'm screwed because there's no fire exit. But you know, you got a door though, so there's I that. do have a door. But that's what I'm saying. If the fire happens there, mm-hmm. I'm stuck. Just gonna have to run through it like a superhero. Right, it's my pyromania will probably kick in, and I'll be like, "Ooh, fire! Let's play." But no. Oh my word. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what did you do this weekend? Okay, what did I do this weekend? Um, I had to. Oh, I worked on Saturday, and it was a busy day at the store. That was a lot of fun. I like working on Saturdays because during the week, there's a lot of people that don't get to come in. So then I, you know, it's like, and then also that's usually when people bring stuff to sell to me, even though I, you know, I tell myself in the morning, I'm not really going to buy anything. And then people come in and they've got good stuff. So what are you going to do? Yeah. I always loved working Saturdays too. Like I hated working Sundays. Uh, and all the other days really, uh, <laughs> except for maybe Wednesday. Um, but I loved working Saturdays because like in the fall around here, I could put on football and count on no one coming in during football. Mm-hmm. And then when football was over, it would get crazy. So your Everyone day would go by really fast. Oh yeah. Um, I also, um, had a, had a policy in my store for a long, long, long time that Saturday, either I brought in donuts and anyone who spent $25 could get a donut. Or if you brought in a donut, for me, you would get a discount. <laughs> On Saturdays only. That was the deal. Would you just add the donuts that they brought for you to your donuts that you were giving away? Oh, I'd post, hey guys, I got a dozen donuts, or I got donuts. First 12 people who spend $25 get donuts. Uh, or the next day I'd be like, hey, bring in donuts. You know, and save 25% off your purchases. You know, and it was it was always a little fun way to see like, okay, now where did you get this donut? What type of donut is it? Where can mm-hmm. I find these donuts if I like, you know, and you find out where people came from in town. Well, that's a good thing. I like that. Based on what donut shop they went to. Mm-hmm. Then people found out what donut stores I liked and started going to there just to target me. I don't know what the name of the donut place is. Maybe Voodoo Donuts. It's in San Diego. And my husband found it, and it's like, I've never had them because I've been sugar-free since he found it, but they look like about a billion calories a piece. They're really pretty. Yeah, I think Voodoo, I don't know if Voodoo's in San Diego. I know it's in, like, the Pacific Northwest, too. It may be, it may be it's a, you know, it's just a West Coast thing now. No. But I remember hearing about it, like, being in, like, Seattle or Portland or someplace like that. 
Right. And I know it is franchise now. Like mm-hmm. there was at one point you could get voodoo donuts like at my local grocery store. So I don't know. What do you but, think about stuff like that? Do you, hmm. do you think that like when it first, when you first have a place like that, that's like super special and like everyone wants to go there and there's lines around the block. Cause that was the way it was when he went, there was like a line around the block. Um, and then it becomes super popular and then makes you have like everywhere. Does it like take some of the magic away or is it just like, yay, everyone gets to enjoy the magic. I, I I'm, I'm always happy when a small business, like, uh, one of the, it's funny, it's a donut shop here. Papa Moose's Donuts is the name of the donut shop. When I first encountered them, they were in a small, the small town where I moved my store towards the end. And they were like the only thing open for breakfast in that town. You could get like a cup of coffee at the Speedway station and donuts from them. And that was it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now they've got three locations here in town. I'm always happy when a business succeeds and gets bigger and bigger and can expand out, right? Yeah. I always hate it when it happens because now that thing that yeah is like, oh, I know I got a place. I know I I know a guy is now everybody knows a guy. Right. Now everybody knows my guy. So I got to find a new guy. So one of the things that I I I don't know if I pride myself on but I always try to stay one step ahead of that curve. Mm-hmm. So when, when I realized Papa Moose's was taken off, I went and found another donut shop. And now I'm like, no, nah, those are great. I love those. Go there for sure. But if mm-hmm. you want to get something special, let's go over here to the one dude in town who makes cronuts. Ah, there you go. Or, you know, oh, let's go over here where they still make them like they've made them since the 1890s. You know, in this Polish church basement. You know what my favorite kind of donuts? My mom used to make these, and I don't really know what they're called, honestly. Mm -hmm. But they have, like, um, they're square. Like, you cut them out into squares and put cinnamon sugar on them. Yeah. Well, I I, I don't know. I mean, it sounds fantastic. Um. I just saw a recipe on TikTok, uh, how to make donuts in your air fryer with Pillsbury with Pillsbury uh, uh, biscuits. Like I'm like, okay, I can make donuts myself in the air fryer. Yeah, that's a good sign. But no, like uh, I can remember when Shake Shack only existed in New York City, right? They had like four locations in New York, and now they're everywhere. And it's great. Like, I love it. That means I can get Shake Shack anywhere. But at the same time, it's like, I remember when it was that place in New York that you kind of looked forward to when you went to New York. There's like, this is just fancy McDonald's, but you can only get it in New York. So it's kind of cool. Yeah. So that's my. I keep waiting for somebody in our business to do that. Right. Mm -hmm. Graham Cracker or somebody just to blow up and be like, okay, I've got locations in six states. Yeah, we're pretty close with, like, Coliseum. Right, but, I mean, he still tends to keep it pretty reasonable. Mm-hmm. You know, pretty regional, too, like, locked in. Kyle, I'm going to stand up for just two seconds. I'm going to go check the right. doors. I just heard one of the door chimes, and I'm locked in, so I don't know who, where yeah. I could have checked them. Well, it, yeah, hopefully it's not weather. There's tornadoes in Arkansas. Is that near to you? Uh, no, really far away. And were you locked in or did someone miss lock a door? They were all locked, so I don't know. I don't know if maybe um wind Brian might still have a key to the the warehouse door might have gone in to get something. Mm. I don't like I don't like having tri- chimes go off when everything's locked. <laughs> that is correct. Uh I used to have one uh in my store that uh would go front door or back door. There you go. Um, so you knew which door was going off. The problem was when you were there by yourself and everything was locked up, and all of a sudden that voice is going, front door. Oh, my God, it's terrifying. Like, you get three <laughs> or four feet out of your chair, and you're like, what is what is happening right now? Like, And most of the time it was just one of my staff going, why are the lights on here? You were supposed to leave three hours ago. I'm driving by on my way to something else. Why are you still here? And it's like, 
oh, I fell asleep watching TV. Mm-hmm. I was three quarters of the way through the movie when I closed the store, so I just stayed to watch it and fell asleep on the couch or whatever. You know, like that's something. Do you have like in your store? Do you have like an employee seating area that's like comfortable for like if they take a break or something like? couches or comfy chairs or like a place in your warehouse where they can go like kick it i mean they can go in the warehouse and sit but there's no like big cushy chairs anywhere they're all the big cushy chairs are out in the the public facing part so they can Mm -hmm. come and sit out here i guess i think that was a mistake that i made yeah because i know that brian made that for his his he's got a little tiny room with like a barca lounger looking chair Right. It's like that's a good place to go and find people sleeping. <laughs> well, and that was just it. Like it was I did it for myself when I'd have weird split days or you know, where I'd open and then somebody else was coming in for four or five hours and then like I was closing. Um, and then it just turned into a place where everyone was kicking it all the time. Mm-hmm. So not being a problem. So um uh we were talking about the weekend and so you worked Saturday. And then yesterday was Palm Sunday. Yeah, I don't. So I have a lot of fun. So I'm a Sunday school teacher. So I get to do all the fun stuff now. So we got to go in front of the big church and walk around with palm branches in our hands and wave them. Did you beat people with them? No, the kids were so good. We actually practiced for a couple of weeks beforehand. And what's so funny is that we practiced for two weeks in a row with our palm fronds, but we also had like, it was a specific song with like motions to it. But then once we got all lined up and ready to go, they're like, don't worry about the motions at all. We're just going to wave the palm fronds because I think they were the kids. They realized that, I mean, the, the oldest kid in our group was like, I don't know, maybe, maybe fifth graders we had with us, but I don't think so. I think we had through third grade. So they're all pretty yeah. young. Yeah. And there wasn't a real way for them to be like, since we're walking through the church, there's no way for like a, you know, usually when you have a, a thing you're doing with kids, you have someone in the front doing the motions. Right. They just watch the teacher and do whatever they're doing. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a real way to do that, but they they had a lot of fun. There was no crying, which was make, made me really happy. Yeah, no. Yesterday was our first Sunday with our new pastor, which oh. I feel like if you're coming in, it's a good week to not start on Easter, right? Like if you got to start now, don't start next week. Don't have next week be your first week. Like that's just a little too symbolic heavy and a little too weird. Mm-hmm. Like so, it was our first week with our new pastor who ironically was a pastor at our church before. Um, he was uh, our uh, our outreach. Well, I guess we called him our campus pastor, but kind of like an outreach pastor. He was he went and was doing church planting and stuff. But um, it was really funny. The kids come in, and I'm running sound and the stream and our slides in our service. So, like, I'm the tech guy. Yeah. And I start hearing two or three minutes before they come in this really annoying buzzing sound. And I'm freaking out. Uh-oh. What is that sound? Where? What? What instrument is that coming from? What microphone? No, they had given the kids party whistles <laughs> to blow, like they're supposed to be trumpets. Yeah. And ain't nobody tell me. And our choir mics were picking up. They're practicing in the back. <laughs> and so they come in and they're blowing these things. I go, that's the sound that I've been pulling the last of my hair out and i go i hate children i really do but i hate children's workers who don't tell me when they're gonna do stuff like that more (laughs) if you tell me that you're gonna come in with these party whistles and i'm good like i'll mute stuff and make it cool but like So yep. this this week on my days off, I'm going in. We got uh, we got a grant from our from our denomination to put LED lights in our stage to make it pretty. So I'm spending my two days off this week uh, wiring those together. So like like up light kind of stuff. Um yeah kind of but they're uh, what they are is they're, they're DJ lights. Um I literally bought them from American DJ. Mm-hmm. Um so they're like the lights that a DJ would take to a wedding reception to like put like blue and red and green lights on stuff so that's uh but we can do more with it because of the controller we bought but it's cool so that's 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 you know i uh i spent most of the weekend editing and then hanging out on tiktok 
some friends of mine, some friends of mine uh, made the top 20 on TikTok Live. Um, and so I was on there helping with helping them and chatting to them because they're people who work day jobs. And I work this weird kind of job where I work weird hours sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I'm accustomed to staying up until 4 a.m. So it would just be me talking to them on TikTok going, hey, are you going to fall asleep? And so going, no. Doing that made them the top 20 worthy. Uh, they do arcade content primarily. Um, they, uh, uh, they're, they're, what they really got known for is they, their content is they'll go to Cedar Point, right? Which is a big amusement park. Yep. And, oh, yeah. When, well, when you guys go, I will go too, and I'll be the stick in the mud that sits on the bench while you all ride the roller coasters because I do not do roller coasters. What? Uh, you cannot tell me that that's true. Uh, at 6 to 300 pounds, the number of roller coasters that I can sit on, very small. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Like, you're, you're also tall. Right. If I was two inches shorter or 75 pounds lighter, I'd be good, but I'm not. So I don't do roller coasters. I, have a lot, I don't have a lot of experience, with roller, which is fine. I like to go to Cedar Point for the shows and the arcade. And what their their content is, and that's where I met them, was in the arcade at Cedar Point. Their content is how to beat carnival games, essentially. How to beat arcade games. Oh. So it's they give you the how-to on how to beat the, the ladder game, you know, where you get the big stuffed animals and, yeah. you know, those kind of things. Um, so uh, that's what their content primarily is. But here in the winter, they go to Dave & Buster's a lot. And so it's like how to win at Dave & Buster's games. Um, you know, because some of those are, you know, like how to get the big pryouts at, or payouts at Dave and Buster's games, and uh, uh, they do lotto scratchers and talk to, and just talk on the internet. So, on so that's that's the Justin says that roller coasters are the devil. Roller coasters are the devil. Um. So. Yeah, you know it's, but it was fun. Like. You don't get much for being in the top twenty. You make your your percentage in the creator fund is good when you get to that kind of gifting level that they get. So they made some money, which is great, and and they do a lot of good stuff with it. Like they help out a lot of people, and they do a lot of you know, in terms of uh, they create a lot of content with their money. Um, but uh, they also get a little banner that says "Weekly Top 20, you know, contender or whatever. Pretty fun. Nice. So is it? Does it amount? So, getting a top twenty is it about the volume of stuff that you do? The you only way you can get up there is to basically be online 16, 17, 18 hours a day. Oh, to be live all day, every day. Um, and then what it is is to have followers who will gift you. So, giving you stars and hearts and little roses and stuff on TikTok, which is currency, like. So TikTok gets 50s. You know, if you spend a dollar, TikTok gets 60 cents. The creator gets 40 cents. Okay. That kind of thing. Like, so they got, uh, you know, I don't even know how many diamonds they got, which is the equivalent of cash. But, I mean, it wasn't a ton. It wasn't enough where they could, like, think about quitting their jobs and doing this full time. <laughs> but it was enough that they got into the top 20 and were like, hey, we made it. Now we're going to go sleep for a week and not do this again. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So, I suppose some news has happened. Justin sent us all kinds of stuff, but oh yeah, none of that is of interest to me. It doesn't. No, because I saw this article. Anasi boys cast Whoopi Goldberg in major role. Whoopi Goldberg is playing the Bird Woman in Anasi Boys. Oh, and I've always heard this, and it's in this article too. Uh, Neil Gaiman wrote the character thinking of Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, how perfect that she's going to get to do it. All right. So they've, they've come out with uh, casting. Um, Delroy Lindo is playing the spider god Ananasi. Uh, Malachi Kirby is playing both Fat Charlie, uh, Fat Charlie Nancy, and Spider. Uh, the twins. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg is playing the Bird Woman. Uh, Hakeem K. Kazim is playing Tiger. Uh, Emmanuel 
Igodero will play Lion. Cecilia Noble will play Elephant. Ayana Witter Johnson will play Snake. And Don Gillett will play Monkey. Uh, and I, for me, in the Neil Gaiman books, right? Like, if we take Sandman out of the equation, sure, because his comic, and we look at just his novels, it's a toss-up between Amer- new uh, between American Gods and Anunnaki Boys for my favorite, and then Neverwhere is definitely third. So, like. It's, this is a tough one for me. And I didn't love the American Gods adaptation they did after the first season because things got a little political and messed up and crazy. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm excited for this. And I think Delroy Lindo will be fantastic as Ananasi. So did you, did you or anybody you know go see the Sonic movie this weekend? No. I still have, this is the list of things I still haven't seen that I'm supposed to have seen. Mm-hmm. Moon Knight. Morbius. Uh, there was another thing. Sonic. Um, uh, everything all at once to everyone, everything to everybody all at once. Well, everything everywhere all at once. Okay, well, I just conflated it with lyrics to, I think, a Slade song. Um <laughs> Um, that's so good. I saw that this weekend and I just was like, my response to that movie was very visceral and just pretty much thought to myself, just give the awards to all of them now and just save us some time. Right. So my problem is when I'm editing, I can't watch anything like that's real or that I need to pay attention to. Yeah. And as you know, I've been kind of doing facelifts on a lot of the experience stuff. Um, and so it's it's kind of hard. Like, so I watched five seasons of Parks and Rec. Um, I watched two seasons of The West Wing. Like, I can't watch anything that I need to care about. Yeah. So I'm I'm a few weeks behind, and I that week, the week I have surgery, the week I won't be here, or I might be here and just be really out of it. We'll see what happens. Um, <laughs> uh. Is probably the week where I'll catch up on a lot of stuff that I can stream. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. So we'll see. You can finally stream Bridgerton. No. <laughs> you say this, but my my husband started watching seasons two, one all on his own. I understand, but there's like just such a list of stuff in front of it. That I'll never get to it. Like, mm-hmm. there's a new Jeff Foxworthy special that's in front of Bridgerton on my list, and I don't care for Jeff Foxworthy. So, like, um, but uh, in in breaking and super important news, uh, Elmo and Rocco, the feud continues. Well, who started this? Elmo. Elmo started picking at Rocco. Elmo got salty because Zoe has a new best friend and it's a rock named Rocco. And Elmo is supposed to be Zoe's best friend. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Elmo dressed up like the Batman and Rocco dressed up like the Joker. And they recreated scenes from the Dark Knight. <laughs> the feud has Perfect. escalated. Mm-hmm. I did see a notice about that, that like somehow it was it was a uh, legit like it was allowed to wear the bat costume. Yeah, DC was in. Mm-hmm. Well, because so DC is owned by H or not DC. So <sighs> Sesame Street is owned by HBO. Yeah. HBO is part of the Warner prod the thing which is now part of the Discovery thing, which is the DC thing, which is... Look, it's all connected to Kevin Bacon somehow, and I don't know how. It must. <laughs> um, I, I just saw this story, too. 
Christopher Lloyd to star in Spirit Halloween Store movie? Spirit Halloween Store movie? The headline, Christopher Lloyd to star Spirit Halloween Store movie. Back to the Future's Christopher Lloyd stars alongside All That's Rachel Lee Cook in a movie about a haunted spirit Halloween store. Okay, well, that's different. I just thought it was like a giant commercial. <laughs> yeah. Uh, costume and props for Spirit Halloween is getting its own movie starring Back to the Future's Christopher Lloyd. Spirit Halloween has over a thousand locations across North America and is venturing into the film industry, partnering with Strike Back Studios, Hideout Pictures, and Particular Crown for a feature-length movie titled Spirit Halloween. As reported by Variety, Spirit Halloween is described as a family adventure movie that will star Lloyd and She's All That star Rachel Lee Cook. Um, one of the reasons I immediately connected with the script is it is very much inspired by some of my favorite kid adventure films growing up from the Groonies, Gremlins, Monster Squad, and so many other films made by Amberlynn Entertainment, Nora Med, president of Strike Back Studios, who served as executive producer, said. Um, Have we gone too far? I think it's time to pack it in. <laughs> they made two Sonic the Hedgehog movies. One has Edgelord the Hedgehog, and now we're making a spirit Halloween movie. Plus, they're making a stupid 10th fast movie. Guess what? They're fast. We get it. How many more of the Rocks family needs SAG cards, really? Like, Oh, you're kidding me. He just put up there's a Play-Doh movie. Right, written by my friend Emily. So, go see that. Oh, I saw in the trailers, there's a Marcel the Shell with Shoes on movie, and it looks amazing. Uh, yeah, so Marcel the Shell with Shoes on, for those of you who don't know, it was originally written and performed by Jenny Slate, another person who I randomly have met several times. Um, huh. Yeah, she was Mona Lisa Saperstein on Parks and Recreation. Um. Yeah, uh, Marcel was a great short. Now it's going to be a full-length feature? Okay, I'm in. Uh, Looks like Marcel is looking for their family. Right. Um, You know, Play-Doh, I I mean, I hope it's like Play-Doh Batman or something like that. Like, it's like the the Lego movie, except it's Play-Doh. Yeah. Right? Um, I'm not going to read the article about it, but... um, I hope that's true. Um, if it's not, uh, we could we could be in real bad shape. But um, yeah, I think Spirit Halloween, a store which I refuse to shop at on ethical grounds, uh, based on how they treat their skeleton displays. Um, <laughs> what? I was going to say something actually controversial. No, no. Spirit Halloween provides a lot of great jobs for a lot of young people. Yeah, they do. And they um, save my biscuits all the time when I need cosplay stuff. That is true as well. Like, also, they every year they come out with some dope Funko Pops. Like, mm-hmm. I can't really fault them for anything, except that most of the times you go in and they have the skeletons all folded up and it looks painful. Like, nobody should bend that way, including a skeleton. Um, But that might be too far. I don't like going in there because they always have those, like, things you're supposed to put in your you know, your entryway that like that make people jump. Yeah. But you don't know which things are those things and which things are just like standees. So it's just like, come on. Right. The other problem I have is that when you go into the adult costumes, like everything is like super jacked firefighter, super sexy nurse, super jacked sumo wrestler. Like, Can we just have one pudgy dude who wants to wear a costume? Um, But there's a local costume shop directly across the street from our spirit Halloween store every year. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because there's one place that just goes in every year. I don't think the plaza even tries to rent the space. And they're just like, we'll be a spirit Halloween again in six months. Um, Yeah, that's our uh, Toys R Us space. Yeah, but I go into the local costume shop all the time and they help me out a lot too. 
That would be kind of a fun cosplay to make. Marcel the shell with shoes on. <laughs> then you could like keep like all your stuff in your shell. Right. I got you comic go books shelf in here. <laughs> right. You, you know, kids come to trick or treat and you just kind of hand it out through the mouth of the shell. There you go. You know, that would be very funny. Um, so in other yeah. news, the bad idea guys showed up at, uh, I don't know, some comic con somewhere. And, and, and gave away donuts in their little kind of like uh, lemonade stand. Style yeah, I food. saw that. So cute. Yeah, it's. I want to know what the next thing is. Right? Like, I love the marketing. I love the idea of just showing up and handing out donuts from a little lemonade, you know, lemonade stand mm -hmm. at yep. Fan Expo Philly. Like, that's great. But, like, now you're the, the, the band formerly known as Bad Idea. Okay. So you can virally market something that doesn't exist anymore a lot, but you need to start moving into whatever the next thing is. So I just, I want to know, and it's, it's one of those things is that I want to start planning, right? Yeah. As a, especially in my position in the industry and yours is similar. Is this something that we're going to be able to support? Is this something where we can help? Can we get in on the viral marketing of the thing? Can yeah. we, you know, how can we participate? How can we be there? And if they don't tell us, they just show up and hand out donuts. You know, I can't play. I want to play. I kind of secretly want to have the website that's just the button. Just so I can push it for all of my life. So that's one of the things... No lie. So one of the things that you can do when you're doing TikTok live is you can battle other people who are live. And it's your your fans and gifters versus their fans and gifters and likes, uh, people pressing the like button repeatedly helps and then giving gifts. So I never got so much training for doing this Facebook or this YouTube or this TikTok live thing this weekend than I did clicking the stupid button. Oh yeah. Like because I'm a trackpad guy. I don't have a mouse that clicks. So when we were doing the button, I was just, you know, I, I taught my hand how to how to do that. So all weekend when I'm doing TikTok, I just, you know, <laughs> and it's like I have tendonitis now, but it's all right. Worth it. Right. Like my thumbs hurt, but it's, it's worth it. Here, here's a story that I, I, I just picked up. Um. Subscribers are starting to get streaming service fatigue. Not streaming fatigue. But fatigue in that they can't find where that thing they wanted to watch is. So they heard about it. Someone said, oh my gosh, the new series where they're going to bring back the Breaking Bad dudes is starting tomorrow. Right. Where is it? I don't know. Right, it's the sheer number of streaming services available outweigh the number of things that people are interested in watching. Mm -hmm. And so it's, hey, was that, was that, yeah, was the new Breaking Bad spinoff show, was that on HBO or was that on Apple TV or was that on Netflix or was that on Hulu or was that on Disney Plus or was that on, was that on, was that on Paramount Plus? Was that on Disney Plus? Was that on Discovery? Like, you have to go to the internet and Google where do I stream this thing to find out where to stream it? And then if you don't have it, you're like, well, now I either got to sign up for this thing or I got to not watch that show I wanted to watch. So do you think they're going to find out that like people are fairly loyal to whatever streaming service they're on? Like I, I'm an Apple, it's not Apple, sorry. I'm an Amazon or Netflix viewer. I don't usually go over to Disney plus unless my son's got it on. I wonder if, like Forensic Files, which Forensic Files was on uh, Netflix, they gave it up and it went over to Amazon. I wonder if there'll be other kinds of shows that you associate with one of them then showing up on another one just so that they see that they've got their loyal audience that doesn't move can then watch it. 
I'm not, I'm not that way. Um, I have, I have to count. Let's see here. Two, four, five, six, seven, eight. Hey, a whole page on my phone without a streaming service. Nine. Does MLB TV count as a streaming service? I don't know. Do you have dog TV? No. I have I have at least I have at least ten streaming services on my phone. Um and that and like I don't have Discovery Plus, which is one I want, and I don't have it. Uh I keep waiting for that to combine with HBO Max and hopefully like I'll be good. Um but I've got uh, Peacock, if MLB TV counts, that's 11 because that is a subscription service, but it's only for Major League Baseball. And I don't actually pay for it. Uh, I get it for free with my cell service. Uh, Disney Plus. Um, this is the one with nothing. Uh, PBS Video and DirecTV Stream. Mm-hmm. And I get again. I get PBS Video with my, my my you know my yearly donation to my local PBS station. Like so, I don't know if that really counts because I'm not paying for it month to month. Uh, HBO Max or not HBO Max? Sorry, Amazon Prime, Paramount Plus, Netflix and Hulu, and then HBO Max and Hoopla. And again, Hoopla doesn't exactly count because it is part of a library system but there's stuff you can pay for on there yeah so justin says that technically woodlands online is a streaming service it's true everybody should add woodlands online to your roku streaming device mm -hmm. search and add woodlands online now to your streaming lineup and listen to our podcast versus these show on itunes apple podcasts amazon stitcher spotify and anywhere you can get fine podcasts i couldn't tell you the names of the spawn i could tell you the names of the sponsors but i couldn't tell you the other shows yet I almost have that whole thing memorized. Anyhow. You're pretty good. <laughs> um, no, so uh, I've been thinking about there's an app that gets advertised on television for uh, where you can, it, it goes through, like, you attach your credit card to it or whatever, and it goes through and tells you what streaming services you're paying for. Mm -hmm. So you could turn them off and on. Oh, is this, is this a one that's associated with bills? Yeah, the those bill two. Yeah. Yeah. I've been thinking about getting that because I can't tell you the last time I watched Hulu, but I get Hulu with my Spotify subscription. Mm -hmm. Like my parents pay for half of the Netflix. Like I'm not that way. I just go wherever I need to go to watch whatever I want to watch. But I find myself more often than not on HBO Max, Peacock or Apple TV. Oh, I pay for Apple TV. So add that one onto the list. So, but I find myself on those ones most often. Although, and recently there's been a lot of Paramount Plus because I've been watching old CBS shows. I don't know. I don't, I don't, that was what I was going to ask though. Do you feel like people experience streaming system burnout? I don't know. I'm unsure. I mean, you could, you could, you could experience streaming service like, overextension for money like if you don't realize how much each of those things are added all together you could be like oh yeah i'm spending two hundred dollars on streaming mm -hmm. and there have been months where that's been a thing like when things were really lean during the pandemic for me mm -hmm. like there were months where it's like kyle your your spotify is going to get turned off because you haven't paid your spotify bill okay I guess I'm okay with that. I don't have the money to pay it. What am I supposed to do? You yeah. know? But I forgot that I was paying for it because it just comes out every month. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, what other news has happened? Anything else actually interesting? Uh 
So you you don't think that the the FF tens an interesting thing to hear? FF ten. Yeah. I don't know what that is. Oh, the the oh golly, the fast. Oh, fast ten. Oh God, no. 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 Uh, I like Fast and the Furious, Too Fast, Too Furious, and then they did Tokyo Drift, and I was like, it's over. Uh, and I get that Tokyo Drift is now not considered canon or is only partially canon or whatever, but no, it's, I'll be honest, I never related to Dom Toretto. No. As a character, I'm much more like Paul Walker's character. And the movies without Paul Walker have been of no interest to me. Uh, and then they did that one where it's let's get the Rock's whole family sag cards. I actually like that one. Right, but I'm like, okay, this is the one where they jump the shark literally in a car. I like Charlene's Theron's bowl cut. She looks terrifying. And there's always stuff in them that I find, oh, that's a cool point, plot point, right? But, like, there was one scene in one of those movies where they jump a car off a cliff and they're like, we're going to make it survive by catching this car on this rope and swinging. Mm -hmm. I'm going, no, that is not how physics work. You know, it's when it was about street racing and heists and things, it was fun. But it's like they just kept adding more and more like, okay, now what if now what if they all had superpowers? Now what if we took the cars to space? Right, right, exactly. Now what if all the people who did them could also fly and shoot laser beams out of their eyes? Like that's right, what's Let's left. imagine what the next big thing is. What are they going to do in FF10? Because they got Larson Bree, so now you can do... Or Bree Larson, sorry. So it's you can it's go actually going to be Captain of Marvel 2. <laughs> Someone who can fly and shoot laser beams out of their eyes. I think, and, and this happened too to well, Die Hard. You can have too much of a good thing. I think all of these movies have been very good. I, I don't want to say they haven't been. I haven't seen enough of them. But at some point, you get the law of diminishing returns, right? Like, you keep making them and making them and making them, and all of a sudden, who cares? At least, like, with James Bond. Because this is something that could have happened with James Bond, right? Like, mm-hmm. if the same people had played James Bond for too long. Or he'd been battling the same villains. Or, you know, the same plot point had been deployed in too many, of, or in, in a lot of this, a lot of them. Mm-hmm. But every movie, they it's kind of a new threat. And there's new gadgets and a new car and a new girl and a new baddie. Right, and the same Bond may be around for four or five movies, but eventually he rotates out, so it keeps it fresh. I think I think Fast and the Furious to me would be more interesting if they had moved away from that original kind of character set after maybe five movies, and now they're following a biker gang. You know. Or now they're following, I don't know, they're in Europe. Like, Fast and the Furious in Europe. So now it's the Italian job. Yeah. Right? Like, they could have they could have jazzed it up and kept me interested, but they didn't. Um, the first character posters of Doctor Strange 2 have come out. Any surprises? Uh, there are, um, you see, you definitely see Brother Voodoo. Ooh, nice. Um, who is that supposed to be? Oh, Christine Palmer. Baron Mordo. Wait, I knew Mordo was going to be there. Right. Um, one of the six posters released for Doctor Strange Sequels featuring Rachel McAdams as Christine Palmer. 
indicating that the character will have a bigger role in the film than originally anticipated. Other posters include Benedict Cumberbatch and Stephen Strange, Chiwetel Ejiofor's Mordo, Benedict Wong's Wong. Uh, Ju- uh, I don't even know how to say this name. The the young woman who's playing America Chavez. Okay. Um, and Elizabeth Olsen, Scarlet Witch. Sorry, there isn't a Brother Voodoo poster. That is... I misread that. So, I don't know. I, I I said something on Rex and John's show today that let me get your opinion on. Okay. I think Marvel needs to stop. Do Multiverse of Madness and then wait four or six months before they do another movie. If they yeah. want to do another series or something, that's fine. Like, okay. But wait four or six months before you do another movie and reconstrain your universe. Because if Multiverse of Madness doesn't wipe out all of Loki, which it can't because there's going to be a Loki season two. Right. And doesn't undo all of what if. All it can do is expand or control the existing massive universe they've created. Right. So don't do a movie for six months. But do a couple of series in there that kind of clean up the edges, you know, like another Loki series, maybe another what if to kind of show, oh, these are what kind of our actual outliers are. And then come back with a more, a more of a flattened curve, yeah. essentially, uh, with, the se- with the movies. What do you think? Do you think that'd be a mistake? I, I feel like they have never been better than when they took that big break when they like try to kill us for infinity war and like left us like devastated for a while. Cause I don't remember we had a, like a big break. Was there a movie in between those? I so think there was Wasn't there a guardians movie. Maybe. I don't remember because that was also like the time when like Lego Batman was out and mm-hmm. <laughs> some other stuff. Um, I mean, it's okay to devastate us. We, right. we can handle it. We're here for the, the long haul. Right. I just think, and I made a joke about it on that show, like, give me six months to pay off the credit card bills, man. Like, you're dropping a movie every two months, it gets expensive. Yeah. But I really do think just a reset of the universe and let everything come back into kind of balance would be smart. So, let's talk about new comics. Mm-hmm. Let's do. We got a we got a bunch to talk about. Yeah, there's a bunch of number. There's what did I count? There's thirteen number ones this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, not from Marvel and DC. Oh. If you don't include Marvel and DC, there are thirteen number ones. Or maybe it isn't. Maybe it's including Marvel and DC. I don't remember. That was this morning when I was having that conversation. Uh, so you get Sandman Universe Nightmare Country, number one. Mm-hmm. Um, a Town Called Terror, which I'm very excited about. Yep. Um, Dark Beach from Behemoth may be out this week or maybe not. Which one? Dark Beach from Behemoth. I can tell you if it is or no here. Looks like no. There you go. So it's out next week. Um, those are the number ones that are on my pull list. Then uh, Breakout, which is uh, Zach Kaplan's new book. Right, which will be added to my pull list. But I, did, I hadn't put it on my pull list because mm-hmm. I didn't realize that was him. You've got three. He's got one one a month all in a row here. So Right. I wrote it down when you were talking to him earlier. I'm like, okay, I need to add these because I really like his writing. Got a, new, right. got a 30th anniversary anthology out of um, Image. Is that Image, number one? 
says it's image 30th anniversary anthology number one. Right, it's like image exclamation point number one. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, in terms of other ongoing stuff, um, Batman eighty nine number five. Um. Huh? Excuse me. Um, I'm trying to. Th- I'm scrolling through because I haven't. Oh, last book you'll ever read, number seven. We get to be punched in the face again with Joe Hill Rain. Yes, Rain, number three. Nope, four. Four? Yep. Okay, uh, Miss Ann, can you add Rain, number three, and four to my list? Do you not have number three? Oh, no. I don't believe I do. I think I only have one and two. Let me pay for this money. I'll just write it here on this box. Yay. Um, Shadow Man number eight, which has been insane. So good. Um, Sheena, Queen of the Jungle, which is not a book I thought I'd be promoting a month ago, but last month's issue was real good, so I'm excited for issue five. Um, that's one we read every week for review. Um, ooh. We Ride Titans number three from Vault. There you go. Uh, I have, other than the number ones I said, I have no Marvel or DC on my pull list this week. That's crazy. We got a Shadow Man. We got number yeah. eight. That one, like, uh, from Valiant? Yeah, that book's been crazy. That book's been awesome. Um, other cool things. I I really love Nita Ha's Nightmare Blog because it's really it's like true crime adjacent. It's got a little spook in it, but I, I'm reading that the way I'm reading Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Uh, in trades, like you're doing trade. I well, I was so far behind on Philadelphia, I had to start picking up the trades. So I decided just to forego trying to hunt down. Single issues because the speculator market was crazy on them when I got into it. I'm like, I just read the trade. I don't care. So I'm doing the same with Nita Hawes just because it seems easier. Makes sense. I can't wait to see what the new Kaiju score heist is about. Because they got to they gotta up the, the thing, right? It says steal from gods. So before it was just a kind of a bank heist. Now what are they up to? Yeah. Uh, Reckless, the Ghost in You hardcover um, from Image Comics. It's Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we also have, and this is this is where, okay, everyone can judge me. I'm fine with it. Uh, the Sandman Book 1 reissue from Vertigo. DC Vertigo. I ordered like 12 uh, copies. Mm-hmm. I ordered like 12 copies. Well, there's two covers, and I bought both covers because shut up and take my money. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to finish Time Before Time, Volume 2. Um, I think that's the end of the series. I think so, too. There is a Marvel Masterworks. There's a couple. The Defenders, Volume 8. Uncanny X-Men Volume 14 in the Marvel Masterworks. Uh, and there is a Moon Knight omnibus. So if you've been wanting to read Moon Knight and you're one of those people who's been pretending you've been a fan of Moon Knight for a long time just so you don't feel weird about the show, uh, you can pick <laughs> up the omnibus. Oh, my word. Have you had that? Have you had people come in, oh, I've been a Moon Knight fan forever, and you've they've never bought a Moon Knight comic from you? Well, I... I feel like a lot of these characters, like even I as a comic book store owner, someone's read comic books for 30 years. It's like Guardians of the Galaxy. I didn't know anything about those guys. I didn't know anything about Ant-Man. I didn't know anything about Moon Knight, but I'm cool with that. This right. Is a good entry way for me to like, do I want to learn about Moon Knight now after watching some shows? 
probably. Right. The moon. Exactly. The moon Knight I know is Bill Sinkevichart. That's what I know. I know. I know. I know nothing else. I know Bill Sinkevich did some killer covers. Like, um, uh, right. And it's with guardians. I knew that the guardians we were getting weren't the guardians that I knew. So I think that's why I hold those movies higher, you know, but right. It's, I'm not, I'm not shaming anyone for not knowing Moon Knight. I'm shaming people for pretending like they did and not just copying to, yeah, I don't know that much about it. Let me read some stuff while I watch this show. Right. Um, also worth noting, Farmhand 16 comes out. That's uh, the beginning of a new arc. It's the first time we've had Rob back from being on set working on the show. So, And if you've but- never read Farmhand... Rob Guillory put a free PDF of Farmham number one on his social media today. Nice. He also put a free PDF of Chew number one on his social media today. Uh, And the quote was, I've never been good at self-promotion, so here, just read it. And I'm going, that's perfect, bro. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, there's there's a trade coming out from Rebellion Comics um, called The House of Dollman. Uh, and it's a Tom Tully story. <coughs> um, it's... Uh, this is a reprint of very old 2000 AD... And Treasure of British Comics stories. Um, so if you're into that kind of stuff, um, the the pitch on it is genius creator and expert ventriloquist Eric Dahlman uh, has created a small army of robotic puppets to help forces of the of law and order fight back against crime. When whatever the situation, Dahlman has a mechanical warrior perfectly suited to get the job done. From the safety of flying the Dolmobile. He directs Raider, Elasto, Mole, Togo, and Giggler into action. Occasionally, they will question his judgment and bicker amongst one another, even though they aren't capable of independent thought. That's so cool. Yeah, the, it's uh, it's Tom Tully and Eric Bradbury. Uh, I have some original pages from House of Dolman uh, back from the seventies, so this will be super fun. We missed something really important. It's a number one that should be more important than all the other number ones. Minions Mini Boss number one comes out. I don't think I saw that on my list. Don't miss the Minions, man. How? Yeah, no, can't miss the Minions. Like I, I don't know who created the Minions. Whoever that person is that works for that company. Probably does did what I do whenever I create things that actually work out real well. We're just like, well, this is the stupidest idea ever, way ever. But what if we make them look like little yellow Tic Tacs? Did you ever have the Minions Tic Tacs? No, they had Minions Tic Tacs. <laughs> you'd, you'd put them out, and they'd have little eyes on them, and they tasted oh. like bananas. <gasps> oh, I love banana runt so much. Now I have regrets about quitting sugar. Uh, I just saw on TikTok the how it's made runts, like how they make them. I wish I didn't know, but it made me want runts real bad. <laughs> I used to love just like eating every flavor. I know there's some people that are like don't like some of them, but I even like the lime ones. Well, the thing that the thing that bothers me and made me angry about it. They basically, they run the, the stuff that goes into the runt, and it's sugar and some other stuff, uh, through a pill press, essentially. The same thing that you'd use to stamp pills. Well, why can I not get my vitamin C supplements banana-shaped? Yeah. Or orange-flavored, like looking like an orange runt. Like, I, I'm on a potassium supplement. It should look like a banana. I don't... Listen, Big Pharma, if you're watching... We'll take any pill that looks like a banana run. <laughs> well, if it looks like a banana and tastes like a banana, it's a banana. Yep. 
Except that it's not. It's a potassium supplement, and I would be good with that. Mm-hmm. So. We you can have that one for time. free, Big Pharma. We're out of time. It's time for you to do your fun part. Yes, it is. We're running out of time. Uh, uh, I have to pull the thing up. So, Justin, you'll edit this bit out again. <laughs> making Justin work this week. All right. Now I got to scroll through to where it is in this long text chain we have. Please continue to hold. Please continue to hold. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You need to mem- cut and paste that to your notes. A member of our customer service team will be with you shortly. Thank you for watching Nerd News Now, part of the Kingdom of Geekdom on Woodlands Online, sponsored by the Adventure Begins Comics and Games and Space Cadets Collection Collection. Check out our other shows on Woodlands Online, like Weekly Fallout Sports Talk, The Adventure Begins Show, Four Reels, The Best You, Between the Trees Business Talk, and much more. You can watch all of these on Woodlands Online TV and on our on Woodlands Online on our partner. You can watch all of these Woodlands Online TV shows on our partner station, KVQT HD21, over the air. If you're in the correct geographical area, all of these shows and more available on Roku right now. Just search and add Woodlands Online TV to your streaming lineup. When was the last time I messed anything of this up? Really? Never. Now you can listen to our podcast show on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Amazon, and wherever else fine podcasts are distributed for free. So, for Miss Jen, I've been Kyle, and Brainy's not here, so we're not going to include him. This has been Nerd News Now. (laughs) 